Welcome to Compassionate Cultures, the podcast. You're about to go on a journey of empathy, understanding and transformation. Get ready to dive into the heart of humanity's most pressing questions with me, Rebecca Hemmings, the CEO of Strawberry Words Training Consultancy and guests. It's time to turn up the volume on kindness and to amplify the voices of minorities that often go unheard. This podcast asks questions like, how can we create workplaces where ethnic minorities thrive without the chains of career stagnation? What if universities were safe havens for all, free from the storm of microaggressions? And how can we bridge the gaps between cultures that have been divided by the walls of bias and ignorance? This is not just a podcast. This is a revolution of empathy. Welcome to Compassionate Cultures, the podcast. Get ready to explore, learn and change the world one compassionate conversation at a time. Oh, how I wish I had said this when I faced this microaggression. So I know it's useful for people to hear examples of microaggressions and also examples of how it could be dealt with. So I'm going to share an example. So this will be quite a short episode. I'm going to share an example of a microaggression that I faced. And um, at the time, I didn't respond in the way that I wanted to respond. And what that led to was lots of mind chatter, you know, oh, I should have said this and I should have said that and, you know, and, you know, what they, what do they say that um, hindsight is twenty twenty or something along those lines. Like now thinking back, so, there are so many things I could have said that I didn't. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to share an example because I think people can learn from this experience. I'm going to share with you the example of the microaggression, what I did and what I wish I did. And I think it's it's the processing of it afterwards, the learning about how you can respond to microaggressions and, and what that takes um, that can help you when they do pop up in future, right? So um, during the pandemic, I went to the park with my daughter who was then about eight years old. She had a hood on, it was quite a murky day. And as we were approaching the park, uh, there was a woman, a white woman, with her, her dog. And my daughter's terrified of dogs. And so as she tried to make her way to the swing, she kind of skirted past the woman and her, her dog with her hood over her head and her face scrunched up because she was terrified. And, and she eventually made her way to the swing. And so um, the woman clocked her. And she said to me, oh gosh, she looks really angry and aggressive, doesn't she? What? Now, in my mind, I know, obviously, that this is a super huge stereotype of not only black people, but particularly of black women and girls that were, you know, constantly angry. Well, no, actually, we're human. And my daughter's human, and she was scared in that moment. Now, I wish I said that, but I didn't say that. Um... I just kind of said, oh, no, no, she's just scared of the dog. And and um, and she this woman responded uh, something along the lines of, oh, he's, you know, he's a he's a, he's a, 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 he's a teddy bear or something. She, she doesn't need to be scared. And that was the conversation over and done with. Now, for people who don't understand the impact of microaggressions, you might just think, well, that's the end of the conversation. And that's that. What was the harm caused? Well, the harm caused was I was so annoyed in my head. 
Hey, I know you're enjoying the podcast episode, but I just want to quickly come in and say, look, if you're an organization that needs anti-racism training for your organization because your staff are lacking in a racial literacy, they don't have the words, they get stuck when talking about racism, they're, they want to be able to deal with incidents, but they're not sure how to, then check out our Time to Talk About Race online CPD accredited course at strawberrywords.co.uk. Okay, we can train from 10 to 10,000. But get in touch today at admin at strawberrywords.co.uk. Now back to the episode. Because I thought I've, number one, I, I blamed myself. I thought I've allowed my daughter to be labelled in that way, which actually I didn't really, if I'm being kind to myself, I didn't. I did say to the woman, no, she's scared. So there was a reason for her being that way. Um, but I did. I blamed myself. I thought, um, yeah. Um, I should have really gone in and defended my daughter more. That's what I was thinking. But also I thought I've let this woman think, like kind of get away with what she said. And so she doesn't know, she doesn't know that it was a microaggression. She doesn't know that it was a stereotype. And I missed that opportunity to educate her. Oh, and, I, you know, this went, I didn't share any of this with my daughter. There was no need, you know, I don't want need her to be upset by it or to be thought as, you know, I don't want her to know the negativity that often is out there about us. Um, but I went through it in my mind, you know, I should have said this, I should have said that. So, you know, as I said, how you can learn to respond to microaggressions is by thinking about the situation and thinking of different ways in which you can respond, right? And working through different ways and practicing those. So I'm actually kind of doing that now here, right? Um, because in the moment, sometimes you can be so, so shocked, so taken aback, your mind can be so filled with thoughts that the words just don't come out. And if you haven't had an opportunity to, um, to combat or to, to, um, to rebuttal, to have a rebuttal to a microaggression, you just might be stuck for words. So here, Auntie Beck is helping you out here. <laughs> so, um, what, as I said, what could I have said? I think actually what I said wasn't bad, but what I could have done was added on to that. So she's scared, you know, she's scared of the dog. She wasn't angry. And actually that's, it's a stereotype of black girls. Um, so, you know, um, I know you didn't mean anything by it, but um, that's really hurtful to me. Um, that that said, this lady is probably going to freak out and say, oh my gosh, no, I wouldn't do that. Like, oh my gosh, are you accusing me of being racist? No, I'd never be racist and, and so on. However, what you will have done is planted a seed. I, I say this plenty of times, you know, the reason strawberry words is called strawberry words, obviously we use words to communicate, but the average strawberry has um, over 200 seeds on the outside. And we like to think that with every workshop interaction, every training session, every talk, what we're doing are, is planting seeds of growth, development and knowledge. Okay. So what you're doing in that moment is planting a seed and you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I know it's a cliche, but you do, you can't, well, you can do what you like actually, but I would suggest that you don't uh, prioritize other people's comforts over your own. You have to get used to prioritizing yourself. And there's a lot of work to be done with that. You know, I go to therapy and I highly recommend it, but not everybody can do that. But if you, when you have a strong sense of self, 
you do prioritize your needs or you're better able to prioritize your needs and so it makes you more resilient to these kind of conversations and also having conversations on a regular basis like this or when they pop up again helps to strengthen your resilience and your resolve now I do say this with caution because I could do that in that situation. Um, but if my if I was having this conversation with a senior, would I want to say this? I'd have to be a bit more mindful. I'm not saying the conversation shouldn't happen, but you do have to think about, you know, if you're in a job, um, you know, could this person make my life hard? In fact, wherever you are, could this person make my life hard? Are they, that, are they that kind of person that will make my life hard because I'm being honest with them about this microaggression? Um, you do, unfortunately, I, I don't like saying it, but you do have to think about um, what is the impact, what's the potential uh, real life impact of what's being said. Um, in most cases, you know, the person can be disgruntled. Um, in best case scenario is that they learn. And for you, for the person who's on the receiving end of people bringing up microaggressions and, and what you said, please understand they are giving you a gift. They are giving you a gift by telling you what was said. Um, because most ethnic minorities, because they know they're going to be invalidated, they're going to be shut down, they're going to be gaslighted, they don't say anything, they'll say it amongst themselves, but they won't say anything to you. So the fact they're telling you means that, oh my gosh, you don't have to do that again. Because, you know, it can be an embarrassing moment, it's horrible, and, and, don't, and I understand it, I've, I've done things in the past or said things in the past in other areas of, of discrimination i've said the wrong thing and people have brought that up to me and i've had to just swallow it hold my hands up apologize vow to do better go and learn go read a book go take a course um watch some youtube videos and do better so it is a good thing as much as it doesn't feel good in the time it's a good thing if you are told about uh, a microaggression you committed because there's something you can do so hopefully this is useful to you as always please give us your feed give me your feedback you can do that on Spotify, um, you know, give us some stars and um, let me know what else do you want um, spoken about. Are there any specific incidents that have happened that you would like worked through? Um, I'm open. Email me at admin at strawberrywords.co.uk. Let me know and um, yeah, let's work through it. All right, take care. Bye.